Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. This show is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Elder Scrolls Lorecast, a place where the Elder Scrolls community can come together to discuss the boundaries of our knowledge about the universe of the Elder Scrolls. Adventurers, welcome back to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots, and I'm here as usual with my good buddy, Lotus of Doom. Lotus, today we've got our patrons with us. It is the end of March already and we're having a fun discussion with them about the Daedric Princes because we've been talking about Daedric Princes. How have you do, how are you doing, man? How, uh, I'm, how's it I'm going? good. Hermes Mora. Wait, did I jump the gun? Did oh did I spoil it? That did took, I just, that took I, you all of like one point two seven four seconds. <laughs> I was I had my oh, little stopwatch uh, going. Crap. Oh geez. Oh man. <laughs> um, <laughs> well I guess I guess the cat's out of the bag for me, but I'm curious what everybody else has to say. Yeah. So the question the question is and we talked about it last week and we decided to go ahead with the the topic for this week being which of the Daedric Princes will you choose should you have the power and the the ability to to mantle and we're going to get into it the specifics of that so if this is a new concept to you don't worry we're going to explain it we're going to get into the details but first we need to introduce our patrons the ones that were able to join us this week and we have T-Rex joining us again T-Rex welcome back to the show how is it going Hello, I'm good. Nice. I requested today off from work, and then a week ago I decided to quit. So I was wow. going to have today off anyway. <laughs> wow. You heard it here first, everybody. This show is more important than T Rex's job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was just extra money. It's okay. I didn't need it. A- <laughs> yeah. I- the economy's doing great for everybody, so I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's totally not a stressor at all. Well, hopefully, you have a better situation coming up soon. Yeah, I'm moving. See, that's good. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, good that's luck with all of that. <laughs> wow. Um, well, I'm glad you're able to be here, and uh, good luck with the work stuff. Um, yeah. We also have uh, Chef joining us. Chef, welcome. How's it going? Hey man, how you doing? Good, good. Uh, did you? You didn't have to quit your job to be here today, did you? Uh, no. Apparently, I was supposed to have the day off today, but um, I went in anyway because I didn't know any better, and you know, I just ended up getting stuff thrown on me. Oh wait, did you? Well, did you work for T Rex? <laughs> <laughs> did you take her place? You took T Rex's job. She she took the day off, so you ended up having to cover. <laughs> <laughs> That would that would oh. be kind of weird. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure we're on opposite ends of the East Coast. Because <laughs> well, isn't like isn't T Rex on the same side as uh as robots, and I'm on the same side as uh, Lotus? Oh no, yeah, I'm over on the east um, side too. We're all east yeah, coast, uh, no, but we're yeah, on the south, and he's yeah, in the north. Oh, yeah. I'm on the north end. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, you are up by me. They're yep. they're the southerners. We're the northerners. Yeah, yeah. Yes. that's right. We're on yes, top. yes, yes. Not 
Not well, east west. Yeah, it depends on which way the planet south. is. In real, in a, anyway, um, <laughs> north, yes, north. <laughs> Welcome to geography. Podcast. <laughs> oh boy. Oh man. And uh, well, thanks for being here. And then we've got Ben of Tamaria, who's back with us. Ben, welcome. Hello. Welcome back, dude. Glad to have you with us again. And then we have Rob of Rob the Princess. Rob of Princess. I almost said. <laughs> Rob Ooh. of the princesses. All right. Ooh, that's that sounds um, salacious. That sounds like you are like a man of the world. <laughs> the princess of the world. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I am Rob of the princesses. I've been to many lands and I've visited many princesses. <laughs> Don't ask me for stories. I might have to kill you. Oh, all right. Wow, that got intense. Wow. Okay, Rob. Uh, glad you're here, buddy. Um, so, so let's yeah. talk about mantling. We're, we've been talking about the Daedric princesses and princes. I'm talking about princesses again. Um, <laughs> Lotus and I are going back into the the Daedric lords, lordesses. Is that a word? And uh, we're, okay. we're so we're talking about mantling now. Chef said, "Hey guys, I've got a definition. I've pulled up what mantling is according to the definition." Chef, why don't you share that with us to get us kicked off? Uh, this is. I looked over a couple of them. I didn't go by the UESP definition, but I mm-hmm. actually just pulled it from the fandom wiki, so don't eat me alive for this. But I think their definition is pretty succinct. Sure. They say, the process of mantling appears to involve taking up of a role, which then grants the person the power and, to an extent, the identity associated with that role. And then the quote given to it is by Nuhata of the, uh, is it the Sphinx Moth, the Inquiry Tree? Yeah, the the basic definition is walk like them until they must walk like you. Yeah, it's it's like um, it's somehow somehow the the method works in that you are imitating until eventually there's no distinction between you and them. There's it, there's something going on there. It's it's a very mysterious process. Can I throw my two cents on that? Actually, sure. Yeah, there, uh, it's it's the common concept that. Is in the lore of the whole myth-making reality idea. Mm-hmm. I, I think the idea of it is just as simple as more of that. Oh, my video cut out again. <laughs> it's okay. Keeps doing that. Yeah. But I think it's more of the idea that people will eventually start to associate the individual doing the mantling, I guess, the one taking up the mantle, as being more associated with the, I guess, topic it's related to than the original being. Like you think of like a champion of men, like back in the day, you would have thought, oh, Lorcan or whatever. Mm-hmm. But now you're thinking, okay, Tiber Septum. So he effectively mantled that role by taking the mantle of being a representative of human mortals. Right, right. And th- we could go into the whole, we could, t- we could yeah. discuss this for the whole episode. Just an example. Um, yeah, this is an example. Aramithius on written uncertainty does an episode about this. And there's debate, you know, does, does that mean that because people associate some person or deity with that role that the, both things still exist does that mean that one person pulls the power from or one deity pulls the power from the other and eventually takes on that role and removes the other does that mean that one actually usurps the other and destroys the other in the process so there's there's a lot of debate about that but for our discussion we're going to talk about it, this in the terms of like if you could basically take take that role over from the daedric prince in this I did find a, a definition that does kind of contest that a little bit okay it, go for it uh a loose sleeveless cloak or shawl okay 
So what do you think that means? <laughs> uh, I, I think I think we might be talking about clothing here today. <laughs> so, so if you put them and wear them like a piece of clothing. All right. All right. Or a hat. He went mm-hmm. for the noun. I went for the verb. All right. Yep. So if you could wear if you could wear Mayrun's Dagon like a piece of clothing. Yep. Mm. Oh. 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 Just got. Nope. I mean, I can get Shagora a sick coat. That, I mean, I don't see you, why not. You have to get him and the coat. I mean, technically, I think you can wear. Well, I can't replace Wes Johnson. You got to. Yeah. Like if you could wear him, you have to like carry him on your back in order to get the coat also. That, that Savior's Hide is all actually. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say Savior's yeah. Hide. <laughs> so that was him right. being mantled. So if yeah. you get like Clavicus Vile, you got to wear him and the dog at the same time. Oh, yeah, that gets, oh. that gets real weird. But why don't we go with the verb part and um, right. uh, just to make it a little bit easier. And, and for sake for sake of our conversation, let's assume that it means to basically replace that Daedric Prince with yourself. So in, mm-hmm. in this context, you are replacing them. They, they no longer exist or they're no longer there. And you take on their role and you are in whatever method is is happening taking on their place their powers their role for yourself and so the question is which daedric prince if given the opportunity would you mantle and i'm sure this is going to go in a lot of different directions my assumption is that you would take on their realm of oblivion their responsibilities some of the, some of their powers, their relationships, like the things that they've already created in the world, like you are basically stepping into their the, their history, their place in 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 the timeline, all of those things. You're stepping into their place and taking over from where they left off when you mantled them. I think there might be room for grayer on the plane of oblivion because you could also interpret if you so choose that mantling would be the uh the incarnation on nern for this uh being you know you are mantling them here on tamriel but they are still hanging back in their plane of oblivion that is a way to you know, it is. are you kind of like interpreting that it as is. the opposite of what happened in the shivering isles like Shagorath still is what Shagorath is on Nern, but in the Shivering Isles, it's the hero of Kavash in that role. Well, that, like that's all very debatable. Things. That's all very yeah. debatable. Very good point. I'm just wondering if that's how like you're interpreting it, because that's this kind is, of the vibe I'm getting. But this I'm not, is all very debatable because yeah. because <laughs> I, I, just, I just want to know your perspective on it. Yeah, this is really this is my perspective on it because I don't know that that's necessarily exactly how that plays out because mm-hmm. there's there's debate about that. There's debate about like in Skyrim. Is Sheogorath actually the Sheogorath that existed before the Shivering Isles expansion, or is that actually the hero of Kvach who is now Sheogorath? Like and how much of I don't who know. Left? I don't know that there's clarity in that. There's an actual canon answer to that question. I know that mm-hmm. there's a lot of debate about it, but I don't know that there's an actual canon answer. Yeah, we only have a few like hard canon examples of what mantling is, and even those, we're not entirely sure that that is what mantling was. Right. So, for the sake of this conversation, we're just going to go with the idea that you are taking their place. You are you are inheriting. It's it's like you're stepping into their inheritance. So, if you if you were to mantle Sheogorath, you would take you would take over the Shivering Isles. You would take over their place in Oblivion and in Nern, 
And from that point on, every, everyone who was talking to Sheogorath would now be talking to you. Everyone who was worshiping Sheogorath would now be worshiping you. Everyone who had any beef with Sheogorath now has beef with you, right? From this point on, you are Sheogorath. Now, you can do things a little bit differently, but you have all of Sheogorath's powers, and you might have all of Sheogorath's complexities. Some of Sheogorath's personality is going to rub off on you, because those powers and that personality probably are kind of tied together a little bit. Because in order to mantle him, you would have had to imitate him. You would have had to take on the persona of him until you and Sheogorath were almost indistinguishable. Do you see where I'm going here? So that's the question is if you were to take on and mantle like because in order to do this, it, it, you get lots of great power. You get for whatever it seems like in a, in a life, an eternal life, potentially. But you also have all the drawbacks that come with it. Right. And to your Shea Gorath is also out of everybody to choose to go with. That's definitely possibly the most convoluted one because <laughs> it's technically sort of two. And also some of his attributes are kind of instilled as a form of punishment. Whereas like, Right. Some of the other ones might be a little more self-directed where he's got self-direction, but with things that he has to specifically work with because he, I guess, wouldn't have chosen them or whatever. I mean, as much he as he almost assume has no self-control. Yeah. He, like, yeah. There, there's yeah. His some persona, of, his personality was a like, little out of, out of the ordinary. Yeah. His personality, personality was basically shoved on top of him. So he's kind of a weird example. Right. 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 That's why I was only, like out of everybody to choose. That was, that's an interesting one to work with. Right. The only one that in might our, be a little bit more convoluted would be Jigalag for the same reason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The well, other one to be of one of those two, you'd, in order to be one of those two, mantle them, you'd already have to be in the headspace of Shea Garth. You already have to be kind of like, kind of out there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, something going or do you become there. them after mantling them? Ooh. Well, may, yeah, maybe a bit of both, and yes. especially because <laughs> of the duality with him specifically. This is just turning into Shea Garth cast. Uh, it always it, does, doesn't I it? I know. <laughs> it, it's just interesting because, he, you know, you, you've got the happy-go-lucky, meme-worthy cheese version, and then the really sadistic, I'm going to just like tear you apart because I'm bored. Skip rope with your entrails. Yeah, and it's like, all right, well, those are really extremely different from each other. So yeah, that would be a a convoluted choice, I feel like, out of all of them. Not necessarily that it's a wrong one, but just feel like he would probably be the most difficult to understand the mantling of, which is weird because it's one of the only ones we've done in-game. Yeah. So who wants to go first? Now, before we do this real quick, we could have done this in a different light. We could have done this conversation in a different way. But just so before we get anybody writing in saying, well, I can't believe they went with this definition of mantling. It's clearly not the right one. Everybody has their headcanon. 
can like what is actually canon is still yet to be determined on all of this stuff. And we could very well do this same episode a month from now and take on mantling through a different definition. We're just choosing this one for this episode. So who wants yeah. to start? Plus who, nothing is clear in Elder Scrolls. Plus everything is always a little fog. But, so this is just in order <laughs> for sake of it. being able to actually do an yeah. episode, we have to pick something. Right. <laughs> right. So we have to right. put down some groundwork and some walls and around our concept and, and just go somewhere. So who wants to start? Uh, I saw Chef. Chef, do you want to go? Yeah, uh, yeah. All right, let's do this. <laughs> All right, so from what I gather, the definition we're going with, it isn't just like, choose one of them, you're going to be exactly that. Like, there's a little bit of freedom with it, right? There's a little bit. I mean, you're still yeah, an okay. individual. You're okay. still a person. Not just completely change the uh, Yeah, you the can, I sphere. mean, like, just because you're trying to do the same thing, that's like, Two people trying but to get like, to the finish line. You can go two different ways. Yes. Right. So I wouldn't still under the, the same general sphere. Can I like hone in on one specific part of it more than is normally yes, honed in on? Yes. I, I don't so here, not. Here's, I want to go with Boethius. Like, okay. So Ooh, he, all right. let me let me give you an example real quick. I wouldn't expect you to pick her scene and say, and now I'm going to make instead of making people werewolves, I'm going to make them all porcupines. Like I'd be like, what? That okay? Well, that's I think weird. That's a really good call on you know flipping the script on predator or prey. You know, there's there's a <laughs> like, very good argument cool. to be made. Like there. that's that's yeah, weird. Or, I'm gonna make them all dolphins. It's already kind of into that. Mm, yeah, dolphins like, are sick predators. <laughs> they're pretty wild. <laughs> but that's like it's like okay now you're just doing I can, aquatic I can life. Every angle like, here, Tom. <laughs> like aquatic <laughs> yeah, life. I that's see, weird. Or I'm gonna do Mayron's Dagon. I'm gonna do Mayron's Dagon. But now instead of destruction i'm going to be all about construction like that'd be like that's not uh, he yeah. doesn't do that like that's weird you he's know not osha approved right he's not osha approved. <laughs> I'm saying, sorry but go ahead i think you guys get the idea well i would want to go with boethia but I, I'm, I'm not really whole keen on the whole like oh betrayal that's that's kind of yucky no mm -hmm. okay but uh the one line from boethia that always like sticks out to me the most is like it was one of the first lines in Skyrim that got me like super into the lore. It was uh, at the very end of the Boethia's calling quest uh, in female form. So I'm going to go with the she pronoun. She says to you, uh, as you will it, so it shall be. And that whole idea of like the free will. I, I don't know. There's something about that. It's just like super interesting to me. And that it kind of fits the whole, like the least of the way I interpreted the whole very anuic viewpoint of faiths that directly follow Boethia or singular faith. Mm -hmm. But uh, no, Padmaic. Wow, I'm completely out of it. The Padmaic, the, the creative Too much side of it. In my head. Right. Yeah, <laughs> the, the the chaos. Right. The whole do your own thing, make your own decisions. Don't let anybody else decide it for you. Basically, I just want to choose whichever Daedra is the kind that would like do something. When asked why, they would answer because I wanted to. Yeah, this was, that's your objective. Like, this is my objective. What I do to get there is my choice. Type of yeah. deal. Not like the reason for doing it is this. The reason is because I chose I wanted to do something and and now I'm doing it. The yeah, whole so that's almost like, like an ultimate freedom of choice is exactly. your, your the direction you're going with. With okay, I can that's, I can see I, I can really see the really appeal like of something yeah. like that. Yeah, mm -hmm. not being like super bound to like a specific like if I'm gonna choose Periat, like okay, and now I gotta go and like I don't know oversee how the uh, flame atrox and infernus are like. Uh, the convection currents are going on over there because yeah. Taskmaster or whatever. Right. I, I want I want to be able to actually have like a, a degree of freedom just to like 
just do something and not be like almost like a chaotically neutral version of a degree of freedom where it's like it's well, irrelevant how you get there as long as the best you alignment you wanted yeah, to like do. Cool. yeah. <laughs> also that line from the book uh it says asking whose blood now sprouts from my blade if i exist just goes so hard yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also i just want a snake tattoo so that's another point for <laughs> like snakes okay okay, so, okay. How do yeah. you feel about the whole like Trinamax thing? Is that what we're going to talk about? No, no, like oh, the whole. I was about to say because that was the thing I was thinking about. Like, well, there is that, that. there is that, but that's in your past. Yeah, uh, so you don't have to worry. But you don't have to eat anyone else and poop them out. New me, right? Yeah. Like you, you can go your own direction when yeah, it comes new to new Trinamax too. He's called Malakath. Yeah. <laughs> you could eat green guy. <laughs> you could eat Malakath again, and then <laughs> oh, turn no. him back into Trinamax. Oh, oh. I like recycling and all, but that's not, that's not the kind of green I want. We'll see what life. happens the next time. I think he's more gray. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's fair. He's probably covered in ash. Right. So, so here's the question. This is, this is fine. So here's the question. So, how do you feel about the whole like deceit and treasonous and like what? Like those tend to be very negative. That's yeah. Phrases. My whole thing is if I can take that and have it be interpreted as part of that like freedom of choice, like not being bound to a specific path, then I'm with it. If mm-hmm. not, then uh, I'm not, not, uh, yeah, not too into it. It's a little it. dicey if you have to do that, but more so, yeah. like, that's fine if that's an option. Like, Yeah, like, I'm not about the whole, like, alignment. Like, I'm not going to promote, like, go get the ebony blade. Go, like, stab your buddy in the back with it. But, like, <laughs> if there's something to gain from it and you kind of got to, like, walk over somebody in the process, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. right. I, I, I kind of see where you're going with. So you're yeah, kind of you like really the chill. You're like the chill mob boss be. version yeah. of Boethia. Yeah. You're like the hey. You know you. you I see what you did. You got to do what you got to do. You know you got it. You got to do it. Sometimes you got to just you know. Are you mocking my accent? Listen, no, no. I'm, I'm, being, I'm being a mob boss. I mean, you got you. I, I listen, listen. Yes. I see what you did. You hit Polly in the back of the head. You know what you got to do. What you got to do to get that that rent money. I know. Yeah. I know what you did. But you know it's okay. It happens. It happens. Yeah. The new statue is just a snake holding a blackjack instead, so that you can club people. <laughs> right. It's fine. Actually, Boethia's uh, sigil because you know, like the the symbols they have yep. for uh, all the Danger Princes. I'm pretty sure you guys use them as the. Um, um, the cover images for the original Dave yeah, Jones podcast. Yeah, yeah. The one of like the, the snake coiling around the fist. That's actually yes. like, I want to get something really similar to that as a tattoo. Next. It's a really cool image. Yeah. And back to like the whole betrayal and deceit being too much. You could also just find parallels to uh, in the Enantiomorph, there's always the rebel. And Boethia definitely mm. represents the rebel in that right. Antiomorph, which is not really an inherently bad thing to represent. Yeah. It's actually typically the winner in that situation. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> also, if you have a right. corrupt king something. and, you know, the peasants uprise against it, well, okay, technically you're betraying your king in that scenario, but it's like, well, yeah, but if you're being mistreated, how is that? Mm-hmm. Exa- exactly. Right. It's all a perspective thing at that point. Right. So To be treasonous and secretive and deceitful against a villain is actually a heroic deed. Right. Yeah, but so, from the different perspective, that's being smart and coming up with a plan. And Sure. Exa- exactly. So, yeah. Strategic. You're, right. You're, you're definitely much more interested, clearly, in the the freedom at any cost type of deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. uh, the Attack on Titan Season 4. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> I had sorry. a hard time getting through season two. There was just too much like talky, 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 talky. Oh, feelings! I have so many feelings. The first like just episodes were like fight stuff, but after that, got so good. Just fight things. Stop talking about feelings. You would not enjoy. You would not enjoy this uh, first half of season three, then. Oh God. Anyway, so let's let's. Um, anything else? <laughs> anyone else have any questions about Boethia? Because we didn't, don't need to do it. Attack I'll on talk Titan. more about Boethia. I love Boethia. <laughs> <laughs> love him. Now that we're done, Goldbrand. Goldbrand is evil, awesome. Um, why are you so evil? <laughs> because I can. <laughs> Boethia. I think that's the right answer. So, what would you do with this power? What like? you've gotten your ideal set out. What are you going to go and do with it? That's a good question. Okay. So Whatever let's, let's say, I want. okay. So yeah. let's say, let's say we're at the end of what the fourth era, so the end of Skyrim, right? The, the dragons, two Oh two of the fourth era, the dragons mm-hmm. have been pushed away, you know, removed again. The empire is basically in shambles. You've now mantled Boethia. This has been happening in the background while the dragonborn has been fighting off the dragons. Where do you go from here? I would probably want to find the most ideal champion to to my personal perspective, like somebody who has everything against them, but is still going and still pushing for their own like freedoms, you know? Someone who's been completely trodden on mm-hmm. that just mm-hmm. actually deserves to have finally have something good go for them, mm-hmm. but not just outright give it to them but give them the opportunity to have the satisfaction of doing it themselves. You know, the, like, um, the, uh, basically the, the, the biggest fan, the, uh, from, um, oblivion, the, uh, the guy with the, the funny adoring hair, fan. the adoring fan, although he, he didn't uh, worship, uh, uh, Boethia. He was, he worshiped Azura, but maybe you could convince yeah. him over to your side. That uh, brother, sister, it's fine. <laughs> I think, he, to the Dunbar, I think I he's the man yeah, for you. They are, huh? They are. Oh, that means I get to be homies with uh, Azura and Mafala. Yeah. Oh, well, also do- as I already don't like as Molag much Ball. As those three might be. <laughs> I already don't I, like Molag Ball. We're set. You're literally in like the most distrustful trio of friends, but <laughs> sure. I mean, it, that, that, <laughs> I mean does it get much more? Yeah, does it get much more trustful amongst Daedra Princes, though? I uh, mean, I would say yes. I think those are literally the three most distrustful. Can I we don't set know, up, yeah, but have there's never been any like beef in between them. We need to set yeah, up like been, a 70s sitcom. They always back with the three of them. It's like a trio of <laughs> just sitcom. Yeah. Three's company. Yeah, like a Three's company 70s sitcom with the three <laughs> of them. Three's tribunal. Like living yeah. together. Yeah. The reclamations. And then Talos is like the um like the land the landlord who who like keeps knocking on the door <laughs> and catching them in the middle of like these weird like situations. Yeah. No, like no. Talos is a landlord that comes yelling at them because their weird kids are doing something. Because you know the uh, the tribunal. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. All right. So just bring it to that. The tribunal represents those three, and they indirectly cause the death of each other. Yeah. She's also, or Boethia is also the anticipation of Almalexia directly. Yeah, there so, you go. Our true boss. Awesome. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like the all three of them are friends who live together the because they couldn't one. afford. I'll take it because they couldn't afford rents, and they each have their own kids from like their previous marriages, and they all got, got divorced. Yeah. So they all live together with their three kids in like this one apartment <laughs> because they can't afford rent. And Talos is the is the landlord, but the kids all get in trouble, and then the kids get the parents in trouble, and then the parents have to deal with the land. That's this is the whole. This is the whole thing. Yeah. This could actually be a very Break entertaining show. Yeah. 
This is it. This is it. That's, this is a very good idea. All right. I think this is this right. is fun, guys. I, um, yeah. Well, we need to move on because yeah, we got to get through I everybody else. I can go on about for I, hours. I think T-Rex, T-Rex, were you going to choose Boethia 2? No, no. Okay. You're not choosing no. Boethia 2. All right. Nope. <laughs> Does, was, anyone else, next was anyone else going to choose Boethia? I'm not choosing Boethia, but I think for similarity's sake, I might want to go next unless someone else wants to go before me. I think you can go and I want we want you just go because it sounds uh, like you've I'd got a nice little uh, if, if, you, transition if it ties here. in at all you might as well all right buttery smooth transition yeah so first it. off I want to start by who I was considering which not really relevant to who it shows but I was considering choosing Namira um because okay. of like her primal connections to death and everything that marches towards it mm-hmm. the um, reachman the reachman yeah the reachman have a really awesome uh most unique perspective she has a soft spot for like the beaten the beggars and the sick uh but ultimately there's only one true path to fully embrace my poop fetish so i went with malakath (laughs) there it is (laughs) done you're right this is actually a really good wow you can confirm is it green or brown segue (laughs) (laughs) i need to know is he green or brown or is the poop is green I, or brown? Yeah, am I green or well, brown or is the poop green or brown yes. or am I as the poop green yes. or brown? Well, I was going to say, all. yeah, all three, actually. This, the Tribunal's this, Company. We're back this, to that episode again. So, so this is come on. You're on to two words for the same thing. <laughs> you you were on to something earlier, like, well, with all that ash, because in earlier depictions, like in Daggerfall, Malakath is like clearly just green as green orcs yep. are. And then he, uh, in future depictions, he's just kind of either portrayed in a statue or portrayed kind of gray. And he does, you know, reside in the ash pit. So it could just be that he just got really ashy and needs some yep. lotion. He's just kind of a dirty dude. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I chose Malakath. Um, his, uh, the way he describes the ash pit is just really cool. Yeah, well, not a part of the ash pit. There's a, a part where there's like uh, a bunch of trees with like lily-like flowers growing all over it, but it's all black and white and like all grayscale. And he says it is like a shadow of a garden of uh, what once was. And it makes me think of like back when he was Trinimac, he probably had a plain uh, that he resided in that was probably beautiful and thriving and you know foresty and this is just what's left that didn't get burned away so i, I just like you know his his plain of oblivion is just really cool um let's see what else did i have in here so the main reasons uh the, uh, the spheres that i'm trying to follow with that maybe you want to uh, choose him is that he's Pretty much, if you're going the most literal sense, he is a social justice warrior, which is kind mm. of funny to think about. Mm, okay. that's, a, that's a unique way of viewing him, but he quite literally I, is. No, I, I know what you're saying, but it's funny. I, I don't think I would have ever Doesn't he heard kind of him want phrased his... that way. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying. He stands right up for the action. downtrodden. Yeah. Yeah. He's represented. He is the lord of the betrayed. Yeah, it, it's like basically... And, uh, the yeah. patron of the spurned and ostracized. And the, so. right. Right, folk. What were you saying, Chef? 
But doesn't by that logic, wouldn't he just kind of want his his followers, his children, and the orcs to just kind of like you know stay off, stay in your little camp, keep liking me, don't 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 well, go out to the Adra, you know? That's kind of a conundrum. There's a lot of things like that yeah. like, uh, in Christian uh, literature. Satan, yeah. you know, has his followers, and it's like, do you want to keep them scorned in hell, or isn't Satan's goal to technically break out of hell because he hates being there? You know, there's a, a whole there, there's a lot of ways you can go about that. Ultimately, I would. If I were to be making the decisions, I would say probably not. I think he has a soft spot for the pariah folk because he knows what was done to them and it's not a good position to be in and he wants to help them. That's why he takes, he literally like fathers over the orcs more than any Daedric Prince father, like parents over anyone. So he's a very caring Daedric Prince, which is interesting to think about because he's so brutal and so hardcore at the same time. Right. Yeah, that that is interesting. And to that point, it, it is also that weird conundrum of like, well, okay, but if they end up making things work back out, mm-hmm. is that then going to no longer please him because you won't be the ostracized that he's actually there to kind of like oversee, like it's the social services conundrum as him. It's the, it's the, do you work yourself out of a job question for social services? That's a great way of putting it. Yeah. It's it's exactly the same problem. If he's actually good at doing this, does he basically render himself obsolete or the people that he was covering, you know, obsolete. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, Mm -hmm. That's a unique twist on that. Right. Yeah. Anybody who's actually in social services for the right reason should try to make their job obsolete. Yeah, exactly. You literally want to be unemployed if you do it right. 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 And of course, you never will be because you're never actually going to solve the problem for everybody. But yeah, that's that's one of the arguments that comes up about it. I, I would think it's actually an interesting route that, you know, if he in this metaphor does work himself out of a job, if he you know, helps the pariah folk, uh, you know, get out of their hole and they are no longer scorned by societies. He could take his rightful place back where he once was and regain his title as being Trinimac. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Almost like mm. then mantling himself. <laughs> once, once he's eliminated the, the idea of pariah folk, even existing, sure. if that ever could happen, which is a very big feat. Yeah. Yeah. Under. But if that were to ever happen, then Malakath no longer has a need to exist, but he is still thriving. So he would just take the next adjacent path, which would be Trinimac. Does that sure. path lead back up chef's butt and then out <laughs> chef's mouth? Uh, I guess Please there's no. only one way to find <laughs> Please out. Please no. <laughs> I'd really rather not. No, I'm, I'm sorry, but you quiet down. You had a moment. <laughs> <laughs> do you have to unpoop yourself? <laughs> do, do, I have to, do I have to like vomit him up and Paragon again? But it, it'll it's like a colonoscopy. It'll be fine. Yeah. You ever it's, seen the opening scene of Ace Ventura? <laughs> it's the reverse. Reverse. Yeah, I mean, oh my god. Yeah. Wow. Oh, all the way just, anymore. Just, <laughs> just say, all the way through. <laughs> all right. Oof. Uh so that I think is mainly what I had for ideals behind it. And I, I like the idea of him, you know, become like removing the the aspects of him that made him Malakath and then restoring that idea of him being Trinimac. Mm-hmm. That's a cool idea. Yeah, this yeah, is some that's cool stuff. A, that's actually a pretty neat card. And I just like the way that you worded that. That's actually it seems really accurate. Unpoop? But I just never thought you like the way like I worded unpoop? Yeah, that. That yeah, was that was definitely uh, it. That was yeah. exactly what I was thinking. That's okay, cool. Cool. 
No, in all seriousness, Rob, that was actually to what Lotus was actually saying. Yes, that was very cool. Yeah. That's, you've got Thank some you. cool ideas there. Um, yeah. Anybody else want to chime in about Reb's thoughts on this? I think you did a really good job, I, like summing it up. Chef? There was one thing that I thought was pretty interesting when you talked about the whole like becoming like going back into the Trinimac. At first, I was like, oh, that's kind of random. But then it occurred to me like, well, if the pariah folks stop being the pariah and he's still like the kind of leader figure for them, wouldn't he basically go back to the same figure he was as Trinimac, like a paragon of justice right. and like righteousness, you know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah, that makes a lot more sense back out of yeah. the, then yeah, no, it literally yeah. makes that, that's I, perfect. It's really great. <laughs> maybe nothing literally changes. Maybe it's just all like, well, I am still the leader of these people, but these people are no longer pariah. So now I'm just a warrior God. Yeah. And that's pretty much what Trinimac was, but mm-hmm. we're, we're going to still stay the same. But I think yeah, but no when more. it comes to the, the <laughs> elder scroll, roles transformations like that have a much more physical manifestation when that happens you don't just change your way and then that's it like when the chimer became the dunmer they didn't just start being called the dunmer they physically transformed into a new people and same thing with the when the uh aldmer were transformed into the orsimer that they were physically transformed so i i feel like when that happens, there's just a physical transformation that would also happen. Yeah. Now makes- that I'm thinking about that, I guess that would kind of erase Orsimer. Theoretically, and then we or, would there bring would be back s- Aldmer. Or, or, well, or well, they would, or they would continue to evolve into whatever yeah, the next thing. We is. get some really they, they cool a hybrid species. of Aldmer yeah. and Orsimer. Ooh, that'd be cool. Or like some sort of continued, yeah, continued evolution <laughs> of the. <laughs> they're, like the they're like the they're mer, but they're buff. They're awesome. yeah. yeah, they have the big chins. Yes, and <laughs> they already have I big chins. Have, uh, <laughs> some points about what I would do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was my next question. Is like, okay, at the end of all this, where what is your yeah. what is your goal? So. I, I had two game quests, in-game quests that I liked. I both took place in the Skyrim game, and I just liked the concept of those quests, and I would take those and turn them tenfold. The first quest is the, uh, it's, what is it? Retaking Thirsk, which is uh, the Thirsk Meat Hall Solstheim quest mm-hmm. where you help either the Nords or the Reeklings, technically Skull, uh, or the Reeklings, um take control of the meat hall because they're fighting over it and if you side with the skull uh then they you essentially have to not only fight the back the reeklings but then you have to help them prove themselves worthy to their ancestor spirit hrothmund which it's almost like i feel like it was a lost opportunity that they didn't just put malakath in this quest instead of rothmund i guess it makes sense that they were the skull and instead mm-hmm. whereas if there was other nords nords still took malakath into their religion the same so it, i feel like it could have worked but the fact that it was a skull they're like oh yeah we got to do an ancestor spirit instead but they they had to prove themselves worthy to the spirit and say like okay we we fought back here's our we have the meatball can we have permission to you know go back to our lifestyle and he ends up you know saying no and they say we don't care but <laughs> that idea of proving themselves worthy in a you know, a physical manifestation that we took it back from the reeklings, but also did we earn it back at the same time? And then with the uh, danger quest for Malakath, there's a pretty similar uh, aspect in that going on when you help the orc tribe at uh, Largishbur. 
There is the chieftain named Yamars, who's a total D-bag, and you got to <laughs> help with the ritual, summon him, blah, blah, blah. Yamars wants you to do everything for him and complains that you're not doing it well enough. Yeah, and then wuss. Yeah, he, he's like, well, I'm too old, and you know, I got this really heavy armor, and I can't <laughs> do this, and you go fight that giant for me. Which is, uh, and then you, you end up proving that the tribe is still worthy by doing all this stuff for them. And obviously, Yamars is not worthy and gets smote by a giant and yeeted into the heavens. Yep. One of my favorite <laughs> yeet sequences <laughs> in Skyrim. <laughs> yeet sequence. It's so funny. Like, I like I remember one, the first time I did the quest, I... I looked away as I like I exited the cave and I like looked away to go grab something. I come back. I'm like, where did your Mars go? And then he just falls <laughs> from the sky. I'm like, what? Uh, found you. <laughs> now for that armor. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like, th- so what I would do is to, essentially what those people did in those quests is I, as uh, the mantle of Malakath, I would travel across all of Tamriel, not just the orcs, because I mean, the giants clearly worship Malakath as well, because the giants are the ones who took that shrine from the, the tribe. So there's, uh, you know, reports of giants and ogres and orcs, and I think even like centaurs and minotaurs, uh, also. The uh, goblins. Of- goblins worship Malakath as their blue god. The blue god. Which oh, yeah, they actually have like god. a massive yeah. reference to that in the uh, the goblin quest for the Creation Club with like animal tradition. Yeah, this They're, is a yeah, that's cool. Thing yeah. for it in Blades as well. Yeah, I can't remember cool. which game it's in, but I remember reading about uh, there. There was a group of goblins who thought they were worshiping Malakath, and it was just a dude that painted himself blue. Yeah, that was the uh, the Creation Club thing. Was it okay? Yeah, yeah he he like accidentally covered himself in like ink or something from like mushrooms he was grabbing. Yeah, but it was like, oh, I guess the goblins like me now. And it was so like, good. oh, one of them's getting too smart. Put him in a cage, and then that way you get. <laughs> so so yeah, I would just run around to all of these different cultures and society well not cultures just societies and tribes and you know that are scorned pariah folk and help them become not pariah folk and do like a series of mini conquests help them take land that they want to take as long as they earn it i i probably preface this with i would you know not reveal myself to be the uh aspect of malakath and just put some sort of hardship to them because he is still a harsh Prince, so mm-hmm. yeah, hardship as uh, or, or yeah. suffering that they have to bear yep. through. Hide the soup spoon, make them find right. it. You know, make it very <laughs> difficult when they have to sit down at you know supper. Yeah, that that's actually exactly what I was going to do. <laughs> that's that's what you do in all of the meat halls. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but no, put them through like a series of very harsh. Uh, you know things they have to go through and as long as they prove themselves worthy then i'm like all right boys let's go and then just you know stomp over some lands and take over some places and that's that's what i would do nice that sounds great sounds like like you got a plan i like that that was yeah i like that yeah real good all right well tell you what we got to take a break here and thank our patrons which is like you guys and a whole bunch of other people (laughs) and uh we're going to come back and talk to the rest of our patrons about who they're going to mantle so don't go anywhere 
The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. The skies are marked with numberless sparks, each a fire, and every one a sign. So this week we've got two new patrons, Rob S. and S. As Seth P. I almost did it backwards. Seth P. Who <laughs> signed up. Welcome to the Patreon. Um, <laughs> thanks for signing up. Wow. And to all 88 of our patrons right now, holy moly. Thank you for supporting us. It, it is wonderful to have you guys all supporting the show. We really appreciate it. And a big shout out to Mr. Gami Boy and Noodle Al Dente, our tier five actual Daedric Princes. I'm still waiting to find out what their Daedric powers are, but, uh, you know, let us know. And um, you guys know the spiel here. If we've helped you get through your work days or your, you know, or heck, if you just want to help us out, go to patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast and check out all the different tiers. You get ad-free episodes. You can join us for these chats. You can get t-shirts and stickers all sorts of fun things and we'd really appreciate the support because this is my full-time job this is what i do and your support helps make the show keep going and it helps you know pay the bills and i really do appreciate it so thank you so much for everybody who helps support the show also we've got a new review this review is awesome it comes from nerd dad in the united states um, that could describe so many of us, but thank you, <laughs> Nerd Dad. This uh, review says, uh, this has quickly become my favorite show. Five stars. I love the more casual episodes like Best Vacation Spots in Tamriel. He, he's meaning these patron chats. Um, and also the deep dive episodes on the Daedric Princes. I like how the host is active on the community surrounding the podcast. Great show. Well, thanks, Nerd Dad. I'm glad you took the time to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And anybody else who either listens on apple Podcasts or even just has an apple account you can leave us a review and if you give us five stars in a review i'll read it out on a future episode of the show or if you just take the time on spotify you can go to the section where you can see all the different episodes scroll to the top all the way up to the top and there's a little section there where you can leave us five stars and that is extremely helpful as well so thank you to everyone who takes the time to do that it's a huge help and helps us rank highly on both of those platforms or any platform you listen to. So that's what we got for the midbreak right here. And we're going to move on to the rest of the show. Yes, yes, you're entirely brilliant. Conquering madness and all that. Blah, 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 blah. All right, gang. I'm talking like I'm a 70s show. <laughs> all right, gang. Isn't that what in the 70s? That's like on the sitcoms. Like in Scooby-Doo, they always say like, all right, gang, nobody says that anymore. All right, gang, let's get them. So uh, who wants to go next? Ben, T-Rex, T-Rex? I can, I can go. All right. Who are you thinking? Um, so I will say Malakath was one of the ones that I considered mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because of the same reasons that Rob put out there. Um but I think mine is kind of like a tie between Nocturnal and Azura. Okay. But I Ooh. feel like 
I love Nocturnal more. <laughs> so okay. I'm going to have to go with Nocturnal on this. Um, she's kind of, I, I just, and I'm going to go with she, cause that's, you know, what she's Fair always enough. more common. Yeah. 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 Um, and especially her interaction with the thieves guild. Like I loved that in Skyrim and, um, she's shadowy elusive mysterious like they don't really know a whole lot about her but you know her followers her followers still follow her um her daedric realm is pretty cool i just i just love all all of everything <laughs> i mean she's got the skeleton key which i did not turn into the sepulcher i just you know decided to keep that someone decided to min max when they were playing <laughs> it's pretty handy yeah, a little bit <laughs> yeah a little bit shame. yeah <laughs> and then i also think it's kind of cool her other um one of her other things that she has is the the gray cowl where she can kind of make you uh, I guess forgettable. I, I, right. Sort of. For a yeah. lack of words. Yeah. <laughs> like people just don't remember who you are when you put it on. Yep. Um, so that's kind of cool. Um, and then the fact that she's got like crows and ravens that like she can use to talk and stuff. I'm like the crow court. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're really cool. Um, but I think it's, really just like she's in my opinion one of the greatest um i think she was the first one that i interacted with in skyrim yeah because wow. i did the the thieves guild pretty pretty quick yeah when i first played through it um so i would say she's my favorite um now when it comes to what i would use her power for obviously assisting the thieves guild <laughs> now which I mean, thieves guild because that has a very different connotation depending on which I, one you go with i think i would it in that aspect i would have to say the skyrim thieves guild one because i mean they're in a very low place, you know, they need to get back to where they were before. And she kind of helps them with that in a way, kind of, she's not very happy about it, but she does it, you know? And they, um, they sort of always kind of have that issue too. Cause the ESO yeah. one is like that. They always seem to, and it's the same sort of thing I have, like, a weird take when it comes to the uh, dark brotherhood as well, where when you're dealing with a guild made of sort of nefarious activity, <laughs> it's not really that surprising yeah. that you can get in really awkward situations of people betraying each other for various reasons. Exactly. And I also put in there that I would also help the dark brotherhood, even though they're not like directly linked with nocturnal in like that kind of like aspect, like they don't really interact with each other at least not in Skyrim. Yeah. Not directly. I don't know about like other, the other games besides ESO, but, um, 
I think, you know, I would assist the thieves guild and the dark brotherhood, get them back to, you know, top tier. So you, so you're basically all about the like prominence of the shadowy activities. Yes. <laughs> and, I and, love the shadowy and, activities. And, oh boy. And boosting all of that back to prominence. Oh boy. Like, yes. Yeah. Things are way too legal in Tamriel right now. And that makes now is yeah. this for more of like a robin hood like steal from the rich give to the poor kind of thing or is this more no. of a just like no. <laughs> we just need that should have been clear skyrim yeah. thieves guild is a bunch of punks like, yeah. Yeah. it's funny you say that because when i originally you know played through that and i you know this, that was my third game in the series so i was like Dude, this isn't so much the thieves guild as the thugs guild. Like the first thing they had me do, they're like, yeah, go rough up this storekeeper. I was like, all right, man, whatever. That's my play style anyway. So I'm just trashing his place. So I'm yeah. like, I'm not, what was I'm going to steal like, I'm everything. Just, I was like, I'm just, just breaking your crap. Now. <laughs> like, yeah, I know where your wife lives, man. Don't yeah, it's like, me. all right, dude, I'll pay. It's like, cool. What was I here for again? I'm just going to take this there. I'm a thief. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and I think, that's it for nocturnal but there's one like shout out that i wanted to throw out there is sanguine because he's kind of just like crazy and like is all about the parties and yeah. i feel like that'd be so fun if you can get martin setting to worship you yeah <laughs> if you can get sean bean you got something going on yep. that's true that's true um so just out of the the like three that we've done, I kind of like the fact that we've got a neutral one. We have a <laughs> decently good one, and T Rex is just like, "Nah, screw it. I just, I just want more. I just want more criminal activity in the world." Right, right. Listen, I'm, yeah. she was the first Daedric Prince that I interacted with, so I'm like, "Yes, yeah, hey, like, yeah. Eternals." I love her. The, the chaotic neutral side of the fevery and she's comfortable with the evil right. side of it so yeah. not, there's no hate on what the path you take that's totally valid that's the thing that's what i kind of like about it you just chose to be evil you yeah right that's what I, it's like <laughs> <laughs> she's also she's also about like night and darkness so she's yeah. like the like the goth queen of the of the daedric princess yes she's oh, one yes. of my favorite princes for right. sure she is what i aspire to right. and also that skyrim robe though like we are all mm. thinking it yeah, oh no a- <laughs> <laughs> the low cut the low cut middle oh, section God. yeah prolific iconic yeah <laughs> well, well on top of that i was gonna say the the uh her her strikes from uh elder scrolls online if you've done that i like that they take oh, yeah. it even farther and they're like yeah it's like a skirt luckily i have long hair it's like all yeah, right yeah what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah no i She's just i enjoy the darkness the and style yeah well the thing <laughs> is stuff with a couple i guess hard i mean i suppose you could probably make an argument for most age a lot of the deal with the Daedra is their neutrality. And then it's just kind of what's done with it. So it's just, I really like that so far we have three different takes sort of on the neutrality based on just like, okay, well, here's going to be my objective with it. That's pretty cool. I just like how that's played out so far. Yeah. Yeah. So Ben, we got to, we got to move on. Ben. Yep. Who are you? Yes. Ben? 
Which one? Um, so if she, if you know me, I'm a big Witcher fan, so this shouldn't be no surprise, but, uh, her scene is <laughs> oh, my <dude>. favorite. <laughs> I thought so. I thought maybe, I thought yeah. maybe, um, it, it's more of my, like, you know, love of werewolves and mm-hmm. traditional monsters and whatnot. But, um, the also, I would say her scene has a lot more freedom compared to a lot of the other Daedric princes. Cause he can just frolic in a forest. Frolic. Yep. Literally like do <laughs> whatever he wants and frolic and you know, do whatever he wants. <laughs> and let alone you have not only when anybody with lycanthropy dies, you take them to, you know, your own planet of oblivion, but now you also have more lycanthropy in Tamriel. So you have your own like little minions on top of that in both realms. Mm-hmm. So if I'm under you know, ever under threat, you can, you know, attack both sides. Oh. oh okay. All right. All right. I can see that. So are you okay with the whole like turning people into werewolves thing? Why not? <laughs> it is a it's gift. all good. Yeah. It's a I, gift. It's a I gift. Mean, shit. What's Compared to other like like versions of werewolves we see in media. I would say like this, the Elder Scroll werewolves to where you have the, you choose when you can transform and you actually have mental, I mean, in most places you have mental cognition. It It depends. depends. Yeah. That seems to be mostly just a companions thing because when you see the, uh, what's his name? Sending in Falkreath, you know, he has like no control. But he specifically says he went to get that ring so he could control his transformations. True. Right. Correct. So, so, it so definitely we, can be changed quite a bit because I was going to say it's why some people get bent out of shape with Elder Scrolls yeah. Online, but it, I mean, too bad it's canon because they say it is and they own it. So whatever I'm going with that is canon for now. Um, there's a lot of control in that one as well. But as a player I, character is the player character. So I and think a it. lot of it is like one of those things where it's very situationally dependent on how it might've been bestowed to you. It seems like if you go looking for it, it's a lot less aggressive against you than if it's kind of like, Oh, I contracted it and I hate this. And it's a curse type of deal because here's seen a lot of times also, likes to give you a sporting chance. I feel like if you reject his gift, you're less prone to being quite as aware of the situation. Right. I have a theory about how where uh, lycanthropy works in uh, Elder Scrolls. And uh, it starts with, there are two wolves inside you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I'm serious. I'm serious. Okay. So there is right. the wolf of the curse uh-huh. and there is the wolf of the gift. And which one you feed is the one that will show. If you reject this wolf and you try to hide this wolf, you don't like it. You are feeding the gift of the, the wolf of the curse. The curse. Therefore, okay, I it can will see what fight you're saying. Yep. And it will come out whenever it wants. If you feed uh, the wolf of the gift, then you are transforming as often as possible, hunting whenever you want, and truly embracing the gift. And therefore, you are given more control over it. It's almost so, like trying to pretend hmm. like you're something you're not, and it ends up festering and giving you all sorts of these objections. So, like, literally, the more you embrace it, the more like you get the more like, control. Used you to it, have the more over you it. control it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's a theory. Yeah, that's, that makes a lot of like, sense. Actually, yeah. it's like yeah. when people deny the fact that they're actually 
attracted to things in real life they obsess more over them yeah yeah though <laughs> the, the it's like human psychology series, yeah the it, people it, in the game series who <laughs> complain about the lycanthropy the most are the ones who don't turn as often right yeah right yeah it's like yep. uh people who deny that they're not people, people complain th- about stealth archers yeah they, people complain about, archers. they turn into stealth archers <laughs> just pick up yeah. a great sword man do yeah. it yeah all right Touch all right ben. Sword. Sorry right. to shadow your speech, Ben. Okay. Go, go. So, oh, no, you're good. so Ben, um, oh, I, and we, uh, we didn't ask uh, T-Rex this either. Let's go back to T-Rex real quick. What is your, now Now that we're at the end of the fourth age, fourth era, whatever the word is, uh, what's what's your next goal? Uh, As Nocturnal, do you have a goal? remain in the shadows just remain <laughs> in the now. shadows all right i don't okay. really i mean like it seems like just more nefarious activity yeah. you just don't seem yeah. to like the status quo what about people being able to plan, plan. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay kill him yeah <laughs> just kill the sun yeah just it all right sun's no. never up it's always dark all right sun's up buns up all right ben <laughs> well i'm gonna have to beef with the no sun thing because they say that um Goldbrand is like it's like sunfire in a blade. I gotta right, well, be with that man. I guess if you're in the same room as the sword, <laughs> then it probably would be day all the time. Oh yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but you find it in a cave in Skyrim. Come on. <laughs> um, honestly, just keep hunting. Just doing your um, thing. Do my thing. Um, I mean, kill vampires because werewolves hate vampires. Oh, oh, all right, all right. So there's that too. Yes, sir. Fellow Molag Ball hater. Yeah, building (laughs) building that beef with Molag Ball. All right. All my homies hate Molag Ball. All right. (laughs) Sounds good. The the interesting part about that too, uh, Ben, that that's kind of like (laughs) something you had mentioned originally to start with. Um. The, the idea of you can just kind of frolic in a field. Mm-hmm. Frolic. One thing I've got these, like, these images it, of Ben frolicking. I, I know, here's seen just like frolicking. He's got like the spear of bitter mercy in one hand. He's just frolicking through the field. Yeah. But, hey. Like, um, <laughs> ridiculous images. He's he literally is yeah. hersing frolicking. You get to hunt yeah. him down. Right. Like, like Austrian children from like The Sound of Music. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, Hircine sort of has, like, I guess, the most easily understandable end goal to to literally what you said, where it's like, well, everything's about competition, the hunt, which for the most time is, like, fun. So it's, like, in the same vein as, like, a, a sanguine type of thing. Hircine's goal would kind of be to just do what he likes to do, which is theoretically as ridiculous as it sound could be something as simple as we need more games because games are fun. Like it's just like, wow, that that actually seems like a pretty fun end game for Daedric Prince. It's like, we need more games with hyper competitive, possibly blood sports, but whatever games like, it's yeah. just like, all right, that actually sounds legitimately pretty fun. Yeah. He's definitely the most not evil prince out there. Every prince mm-hmm. has an argument besides Molokal of being not evil, but I feel like his is the best. His is really he, he his nobility borderlines on like 
just at points because it's just like, look, yeah. you need to have a fair shot. If you're cheating, now you're on the bad end of this because you tried to play unfairly. It's like Malakath has a twist on how you could see him to be good, but you mm-hmm. can just twist that same argument and okay, now it's an argument to be evil. Whereas piercing this right in the middle. He yep. is just definitely not evil and not really good either. He's just, just neutral. Is just, he just, just is. is. He's there. Yeah. Solid That's point. <laughs> Solid point. Well, these are these are cool. We've got um Villain behind glasses who wrote in because unfortunately Villain couldn't be here tonight. Couldn't join us, but uh, Villain says that he would be Hermaeus Mora, which is yeah. a great transi- transition ooh, because ooh, we know ooh, we know Lotus ooh, is going to pick Hermaeus Mora. And Lotus, <laughs> let me know if you you agree with some of this. Uh, what is better than pursuing knowledge? What is better than watching the universe from an unseen plane of existence as a floating te- tentacle monster? <laughs> Well, I can think of a few yes. things, maybe. No, absolutely. We're sharing our thoughts right now. All right. Villain is on the same page as me. Go go on. Um, for me, collecting and studying the workings of the universe is a hobby, so why would I not want to take over from the one true collector? I have no reason to kill or conquer, dominate, or enslave. Knowledge is all that I seek. <laughs> so there's Villain. I mean, I, th- I think that actually does sound really cool. Yeah, so I, because, you know, I, I kind of just share obviously that the joke to start this was like oh Romeo's Mora just surprising no one but yeah. to jump on that just from from like because I, I like that too one of the things that I do like not jokingly or or ironically like about Hermaeus Mora is in in a similar fashion that we were talking about like goals and stuff like that the extreme neutrality of Hermaeus Mora where it is literally about observation and collecting knowledge which is kind of interesting because in a less demonic form, it's something I just like to do in my real life. Like I like to just hear about different perspectives on things. Sometimes I'm like, that's dumb. And I totally disagree with you. But Sometimes like, I judge you about it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but like, and, and but who doesn't, <laughs> but, but the thing is like, if I try to explain my point to someone, it's like, say I disagree with somebody. Well, if I don't understand your perspective, how can I expect you to understand mine? So I need to have a grasp of why you think this way. If I intend to actually ever try to explain in a way that you might comprehend why I disagree or agree with you as well. And the idea of just collecting all this knowledge, there isn't really an objective to Hermes Mora in the series other than I just need more of this, which on the flip side is, is a little bit of a, I'm not sure if it's seen this way to other people because it's got a bit of a tragic side curse to it where, because that is the only goal. And when you go down, everybody jokes about rabbit holes of like, Oh, I'm on Wikipedia for, you know, five minutes. And then suddenly I look up and it's been three hours later. The thing about something like that is if your life is this obsessive search, even though you will be in a position of knowing a lot, having all this information, being able to generally accomplish probably most everything you aim to do when you actually want to do something, because you'll be able to see all these outcomes and everything like that, that weird obsessive, I can't sleep attitude. I get that about certain things. That's, 
that's a little bit like, I guess maybe relatable for my thing where it's like, ugh, that's like, sometimes you kind of need to like snap out of it. So it's one of the few weaknesses I've always found kind of interesting about Hermaeus Mora, because you see it a couple times where it's just like his objectives come when it's like a thorn in his side that he can't know something. So that's where all of the focus goes is to knowing that one thing. And the rest of the time, it's just, yeah, I'm just doing my thing, just collecting stuff, just observing how things go, planning things out. Don't even really have a lot of objectives. And it's just like a fascinating sort of existence to have. Um, but it's, it's much more about observation than directly trying to do something. Right. Right. I totally get that. Yeah. 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 Now, is there a thing you would do different being Hermes more? Or is that just is is it is it as simple as just, well, that's just what you do because that's what Hermes Mora is? Well, my only thought would be <laughs> based on this like sort of like the idea that Hermes Mora, I, I've always loved the idea that like, okay, scrying the tides of fate is but the fact that uh, I believe it was from the forums where it was just referenced by Kirkbride, where it's like Hermes Mora is the scraps of knowledge from previous Kalpas. I, I forget the exact, but like the concept of that is kind of neat because essentially Hermes goal, I guess would be to continue beyond the existence that's currently happening, including brethren and sister Daedric princess <laughs> like because he would theoretically want to carry over and not just have the slate wiped entirely clean because that's what he's made out of so like that knowledge almost comes at a like an interesting cost of like well what happens if you don't collect that knowledge so i don't know i i like the idea of just like no the goal would just kind of be to continue to see all paths through you can't even refer to it as time, I guess, because mm -hmm. kelp is a kind of not linear time. And then through Kalpas, yeah, through right, time right. Plus so, time plus time plus time. Right. right. <laughs> and, then, and then it's like, OK, well, does he know the alternate sides of theoretical dragon breaks like that would be part? Of, so would he know the different version? It gets kind of weird. <laughs> what is knowable and unknowable knowledge? So like he wants to know. Yeah, exactly. Well, either way. So. Yeah, I, I guess. Can he tell me when Elder Scrolls Six is going to come out? Is, is that like a piece of knowledge? Meta knowledge. Will ever know. Twenty fifty five. No. <laughs> That's sooner than I was expecting. Um, I'll take it. But yeah, so like, I, I guess I would kind of just like, then you maybe have because again, you know, different relations to mortals. Old Hermy is very neutral to the point of being callous which is interesting because that's you know it's one of the few things where i'm like all right well that's that's unfortunate because it's not even like oh don't get on his bad side it's more of like you've become a nuisance i can't be bothered with this and it's like chuck dead it's like all right, all right well yeah. we're really disposable which is a little unnerving <laughs> so i don't know it maybe finding the knowledge to understand that uh mortal existence matters a little more might be in his benefit but <laughs> yeah <laughs> that that I mean, would i think be a positive ally with some 42 <laughs> 42 <laughs> 42 you can yeah. read books that aren't from his universe <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. But Interesting. I, okay. Yeah. Okay. I understand the arguments to say that Hermes Mori is neutral. I, I, and I do kind of agree with it, but he's also very vindictive at times. Well, and, and that's very why, yeah, you're, sinister. You're, you're, you're right. And he definitely, and that's kind of why I wanted to bring up the callousness. It's, it's <laughs> kind of like from a mortal perspective, you can definitely have like, okay, this is like, do not get near Hermes Mora. Like this is real problematic because as long as you're beneficial to like a neutral cause with him or a, be- you know, a beneficial cause toward Hermes Mora, things will probably be, he'll bestow you some great gifts to get to help him get to where he's going. But the second you try to get something f- away from him for your own right, or you kind of like have this, Oh, well, this is mine. Like you can't have this or I'm, I need to use this to my benefit to the vindictive point. It's like, well, okay, you're objectively not useful to me, which is whatever. But then when it's like, now you're a hindrance to me potentially getting more knowledge or maintaining it. It's like, no, now you need to be eliminated. Like we're, we're done with you, Yeah, which is very bad from the mortal standpoint, because it's like, okay, well at the drop of a hat, you can be, thrown in the trash essentially which is very concerning is like for the dragonborn dlc is he mm, neutral yeah, like he when he cut. stole our kill on mirak yes <laughs> yeah yeah i'm biased against him because he, he's a kill stealer <laughs> you just downed him it was his kill <laughs> I, I, I wanted it come on but is, is it all the work because the skull were just getting in his way and they were no longer useful to him or is it an evil like intentional sinister plot that he w- did all of this stuff for centuries, it seems. I'm not actually sure what the numbers are. It seemed a long time to just only strike the skull. This was only against the skull. The the things he did with Mirak, the things he did with the Dragonborn, all of this was just to get some secrets from the skull. Uh, And that's kind of reductive, I think. And he did a lot of evil stuff just for that. Yeah, and and I kind of see that but like it's one of those situations where i think in in terms of that it's whatever the ends are would justify the means of him acquiring what he's going to acquire which there's there's no cost too high for the knowledge the road to hell is paved with good intentions right Right. and any any amount of knowledge that he does not any any amount of knowledge that he does not currently have is worth any amount of cost yeah. So right. to him, and because he's an infinite, eternal being, and any amount of time and any amount of pain and suffering to mortals is, is worth insignificant. Is insignificant. It's and it's if it's if it's two years and one one death, or if it's two thousand years and two thousand deaths, it doesn't matter. Right. It's the same amount to him. Yeah. And to Rob's point, though, which I, I think needs to also kind of. With his prior knowledge and the quote that I love of scrying the tides of fate, he's going to actually know how a lot of things are going to play out potentially and could lean into them. Like if he knows that, I like probably won't. Exactly. So it's like, oh, so-and-so is holding this. Well, 
if we'll use just Mirak because we've been using that a lot, like, okay, Mirak is going to use what I give him and kind of become self-righteous and do his own thing because he wants power. But it's like, well, I could use that at a later date to do this really slow play to end up getting to the sky. It's like, well, then at that point, it's like, okay, there's, there's like from the, from the mortal perspective, it's like, man, that's pretty screwed up like you're really taking out a lot of us for the sake of one thing just because you know how to play off potential destinies chef it sounded like you had a response to what i was saying earlier i was just thinking like i don't know i, I assumed he, he gave me a hand because he's like oh maybe i can find out some neat stuff about dragons and crap like <laughs> well, yeah, I was, so the, he I'm, probably had a lot to gain just from like employing how Mirac? he was yeah. weaponizing Mirak, i guess yeah. is what i meant with by that not yep. him, him more recruiting Mirak just... is one thing he probably gained a lot from doing that but how he sure. weaponized him later on was yeah. solely what he wanted from the skull yeah there's probably more to it than just that but like i i agree that definitely the skull is probably like a big focus of that because they had like they have their weird shamanistic magics they probably keep things like very much to themselves in a way that he couldn't see mm-hmm. but there's there's got to be more to it than that because if not there's just it's probably a more direct and effective way of getting that specific information. He's not really. It's probably just direction. That, that's true. He's probably say. by that same Very logic misty. of him knowing <laughs> literally, which, if he knows exactly which path to take, like min maxing a let's play, like he probably picked like <laughs> the most the one path, which like okay, this will get me the most overall with the least amount of effort. He's like, like the he's like Doctor Strange for the most output. Exactly. He's like there's right. fourteen billion in one ways that this can go yeah. wrong. Yeah. And there's one that'll go right. So I went the mirror sure. way. But then <laughs> you've also got the side effect of if he takes a more circuitous route, what other things can he pick up along the way so it's like it's one of those things where there's all these roots and theoretically he's got eyes looking at all of them it gets kind of hard to keep track of the potential ways of getting to what you want to get to well he probably picked that best route right but then he's very much not all-knowing and his goal is to become all-knowing so he's going to try to become he's going to gain as much knowledge along the way yeah. So sometimes it's almost like it's weird. It's almost practical for him to be impractical in certain situations because it will give you other outcomes, even if it's as something as simple as how did this group react to me doing it? It's just mm-hmm. it's weird when you start dealing with. I think you and I had talked about this. I don't even remember if it was on, on a podcast or not, Tom, when we were just like, it gets hard to comprehend when you start talking in like infinity concepts. Yeah. And it's like, if there's inf- infinite timelines or potentials that things could play out and how would this do it? It starts getting hard to wrap your head around what's going to get you the most out of it. When you have literally everything at your disposal, it gets kind of weird. Yeah. The and equations just work like out subtle, strangely. Yeah. 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 exactly exactly yeah well guys we're getting close to the end um but i i need to chime in yeah i was gonna say you don't get to escape without this and i want to know i'm gonna Who i'm gonna toss one in here um this one will be quick i'm gonna go with i i could also say hermes more because of course <laughs> learning all these things would be fun and being who doesn't want to be a creepy blob tentacle eyeball monster damn straight <laughs> i would just i would still go with the chompy claw version but oh yeah lobster crab <laughs> no i probably wouldn't um uh, okay, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Clavicus Vile because he gets a good good boy. He gets a Doge. Who doesn't want? It? Who doesn't want a? Who doesn't want a good boy? That's fair. Please right? tell me there's more. And 
<laughs> nope, and it's just solely based on dog. Blood. You imply there needs to be more of a reason. I mean, yeah. that's a pretty good reason. That's good. That, he gets his own. I, he gets his own good boy. You might have just sold me over Boethia on that. I, I mean, I, know, I was going to say he's the only one. I'm like, and, and this good boy this. can like shape shift. Shape shift. So. He can be in whatever yeah. kind of good boy he wants in whatever moment, right? And he has a funny accent. And he's a funny mm-hmm. accent. And red guard. And <laughs> he um Whoa. he gets to make. Really, he gets to be like basically he gets to play game show host with everybody yeah, all the time. Say, this is because you want to be a game show host, isn't that's it? That's it. That's it. He gets to just be like, "All right, let's make a deal, buddy. Here we go." But here's my thing: <laughs> what's your end goal? <laughs> having fun, man. It's more, just, more game shows. It's just having fun. <laughs> I want to be the host of the Game Show Network. This is Tom. This is it. Goal. This is it. This is. I'm, he's just like. It's just kind of like her scene. He's just having a good time. He's just making some games, having fun. Welcome to the price of life. <laughs> the price of life. Welcome to the price of life. That Do you want to live? Sounds like one of his games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds awful. Go go collect me a bunch of I don't know claws from. Some mud crabs. Go. Seven rat butts. It's like that Cold Harbor quest where you like have the three teams. No. I, I'm trying to remember more about it to describe it, but uh, Angolf the Undying's in there. and uh, Three teams? That's been a while. You, you, it's essentially you are in, you play, you do take place in a game show in Cold Harbor. It's not Molog Ball who's running it, but it's one of his Dramora like lieutenants, and you have to play his little games. And oh, I remember that. It's a pretty fun quest. You, you <laughs> try to just like, am I going to save these members of the Mage Guild or these members of the Mage Guild? Uh-huh. Or... Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's what that. I would do. That's what I would <laughs> As do. As a non-ESO player, I'm so confused. Yeah, yeah. no, I've... So you got to play through these quests. That. you got to play through them. But I think that would be fun. Um, <laughs> and then I can be as good or evil as I feel at any moment. Clownix's uh, file is kind of like, like just flat-out evil. I've never seen him... Yeah, like, he's, <laughs> yeah he's, he's very much kind of like... Give me an example of a wish he's, he's granted that helps someone. He's, yeah, that, he's self-serving. Like a, a big He's well, self-serving. Middle finger at the same time. He's, well, he's right. self-serving. He's he does he, it for his own is, enjoyment. Um, I would genuinely like to know. Like he does it for his own enjoyment. Let's no, just, I I got one, and it makes me sad that I have to reference this in a positive way. But in Elder Scrolls Redguard, <laughs> um, <laughs> with that audio clip that we played, so that you end one. up in the fields of regret. And you are actually after that audio snippet that we subjected everyone to um, Clavicus actually asks you a riddle and you are placed in front of two doors with this riddle in front of you. I don't remember it off the top of my head, but more or less you are trapped in the fields of regret due to awkward circumstances. And if you can solve his riddle, he just straight up, puts you back where you need to go no strings attached safe is because i think he expects you to get it wrong and it's kind of like a weird riddle um so i wouldn't say that it's necessarily a good thing but i would definitely say it's much more of a neutral thing where it's like he lives up to his end of the bargain and Mm -hmm. that's that's the thing is if you can outsmart him he will kind of like he respects it it. (laughs) he like he won't cheat but to your point his end goal is to like, how can I screw with you for my entertainment? 
Right. And it's Who like, can I kill along the way? Right. And it's, you know, like the, the thing with the rueful axe, it's like, dude, that's way more messed up than the actual thing. Like, <laughs> but if, if you can basically out salesman him, <laughs> you can get something out of him, but I would never say he's necessarily good so much as he'll play by his own rules, even if it actually pisses him off occasionally. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I make a good point. I, in my experiences with him, he seems like explicitly evil. Yeah, and a lot of times he is because his enjoyment is like basically mortal suffering. Like it's ah, for his ah, own enjoyment. So it would like, be for my own enjoyment. Yeah, but whatever yeah, that is, he does have this awkward sense of, I guess, honesty slash reliability. Where if you actually can get one up on him. He he won't yeah. find a way to he's weasel out of it. He doesn't lie about it. He's honorable. Yeah, he yeah. honors he honors the the, the deal. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> even, even though he probably won't like it because it hit much rather oh, yeah. you have to like hatchet your daughter or something horrible. Of course, of course. <laughs> he's a, a classic gin. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he gets it. And he gets a doge. <laughs> yeah. And a doge. And a doge. I will probably be Boy. in the minority here, but I. Barbus is probably one of the most hated characters for me. Really? Well, he can be He's the most different. useful follower in Skyrim. He's <laughs> immortal. Yeah. There He's are plenty immortal of immortal doge. ones, and they're not no, annoying. No, he literally can't be downed. I, I will say also, if you are a big fan of Barbus, because I generally am most of the time, if you want to like Barbus less, <laughs> find Barbus in ESO. Because I wanted to punch Barbus in the face in oh, ESO. No. Not in Doge form, but in weird Skadarfin form. Because he also has a human form that's, well, human. He's got a Daedra form that's yeah. really annoying. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, keep him a doge. It's better. Yeah, uh, yeah, doge only. Yeah, doge only. Oh, that's <laughs> just a form that he can take, or he gets away with more annoying stuff because, oh, it's okay. He's because a dog. he's adorable. Yeah. yeah. He's, oh, he's yeah. a puppy. I oh, guess he's a puppy. I more heinous things. <laughs> I was gonna say he's a puppy. I don't want to punch him. I don't oh, want to punch him. Off, and I really want to punch him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looks like a danger, Mister Poop God. <laughs> all right take take us back to the discord <laughs> all right guys we got to wrap it up thank you for joining us this has been super fun as, yeah, as usual questions. yeah how are we how do we tie this all up into like one big danger game show where we have all of our different like spears in it malakath wins done oh damn it game show I didn't call him mm. more wins first that's oh. terrible i mean lose. i still well, no, think Lois knows lost. the answer but like <laughs> i guess we gotta like get to it then he'll be like yep that's right yeah that's great. <laughs> i just agree that you were correct that's- so it's like a game show we have we have been with like uh the hunting and all it's the game part of it i guess terminate 10 blood so we're doing something like that I, there's I think, a luck I think instead, to it with t-rex i think we've just created a tv <laughs> like a tv network where Clavicus Vile runs a game show. Uh, Hermaeus Mora does like the sports, like Hermaeus Mora does the show. commentary. He does the yeah. sports stuff. Clavicus Vile does the prize. And then, and now then the, the three of you, three of you are in a, in a like a 70s sitcom together. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then we, that's, there we go. got it right there. Molag like Boss the, uh, just uh, and then, the uh, underdog team. And then, um, and Lotus, Lotus is in like, what was that? What was the TV show that was like, um, Masterpiece Theater or whatever? Is it Masterpiece Theater where it was like 
like real chill with the fancy music and it like zoomed in on the guy in front of the like the books you know what I'm talking about I know what you're talking about you know I have no about? idea what it's called old timey the old guy who old like, guy and he'd be like yeah. I think it was Masterpiece Theater today on Masterpiece Theater la 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 yeah <laughs> yeah that's, there's been a lot of tropes ripped off of him because of like yeah. the setting he created yeah that's uh that's Lotus all right, I'll allow it. Can except, I specifically except, do the la 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 thing? Yeah, except you're Hermes yeah, Mora, so you have to talk part. like Hermes Mora. Right. No, no, it has to be really, really slow. It's a 19 minute intro to every episode. <laughs> yes, yes. Accurate. There you go. That's our team new TV network. That's everybody. Don't accidentally pause it because you have to restart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes. Well, guys, thank you for joining us. Let's go back through. And if you have anything you want to share that you're doing or ways people can reach out, feel free to let people know. T-Rex. I'm in the Discord. Are you looking for a job? Uh, No, actually. Okay. So instead of my job, (laughs) I will be volunteering as a victim advocate. Oh, cool. um, For school. So I can. For you finally graduate with my master's well nice Ooh, good, good. Wow. that's exciting yes yeah. well, good luck with done yeah awesome awesome yeah and like you said you can get reached out to on the discord so yep you'll be on there and i also am t-rex uh nine i want to say it's like t-rex nine four three one something like that on twitter rolls off the tongue (laughs) perfect (laughs) perfect awesome well thanks for joining us chef um my username is pretty much the same on everything you can find me in the discord with the chef and then the last part of it's in there good luck spelling it um (laughs) fight me on master duel i've been playing too much of that recently cool that's it cool all right awesome ben uh, yeah, you can follow me everywhere at Bennett Tamaria. Um, and then um, project-wise, I know Tom knows this, um, we are, me and uh, Teacup from the Dragon Age and Assassin's Creed Lorecaster uh, teaming up, and we're going to be doing a Star Wars podcast here in the near future. Yeah. I'm very excited for it. Yeah. Ooh, exciting. Wait. And by chef's face, I, I assume so excited. as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. They, they signed yes, up we on... Have a, Star Wars uh, podcast on the network now. Yeah, they signed up on the Robots Radio Rocket Club. They're one of our newest shows, and they're doing a Star Wars podcast where you guys are going to help people understand the differences between the old canon and the new canon Mm -hmm. of Star Wars, which is a really cool concept for a show. So you want to share the name? Yeah, so the name will be uh, Holocron Histories, Star Wars Canon versus Legends. So when do you think that'll come out in the next few weeks? Uh, hopefully here in the next few weeks, uh, me and teacup will be, will be start recording tomorrow actually. So fun nice. stuff. So Exciting. Here in the near future. That's so cool. Well, good luck with that. That's awesome. And then Rob. Yes. Hello. Uh, first off to any of the listeners who don't watch the video version of this, uh, chef's face journeys are reason enough. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is going hey. through and I, not not an insult in any way it's, you said it's that awesome right as my video cut out yeah <laughs> uh, it's 50 50 well, the video's on it, it, it i just had on. to throw that in there he, he's got some <laughs> you know face journeys going on there that i just love um <laughs> anyway so you can catch me i 
gave in a few weeks ago, uh, finally made a Twitter and I post like a meme every now and then on it, but I'm just there to find out what other people are doing really. But you can follow me at Rob the princess, uh, catch me on discord, catch me on ESO. Uh, and Oh, I do need to, I, cause whenever I get the opportunity, I like to give credit to the artist. The background I have today was a fan art of the ash pit uh, itself. Malakas plane of oblivion, Ooh. uh, from Sergey Demidov online at artstation.com. So I just like to give credit when I get the opportunity to, it's a beautiful artwork and it's a very, very cool, cool concept of what the ash pit potentially looks like. Nice. Nice. Well, cool. Um, and otherwise, yeah, I just got done with Pirate Fest. I wish I could have given a heads up ahead of time. I didn't think that far ahead. But, uh, you know, Las Vegas festivals that involve dressing up and drinking alcohol, I'm likely there. So, <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. Lotus, do you have anything you want to share? No, not really. We got Tales of Tamriel this weekend. <laughs> you can find me doing all my stuff, Lotus of Doom. Hey, that's it. That's that's, that's so all my self promotion. Yeah, it. that's all my self promotion. <laughs> that's the thing. Go to it or whatever. Yeah, go to it or you know, it's there for your entertainment. Well, there you go. There you go. Uh, let's see. I've got my shows, of course. <laughs> You guys know where all those, that stuff is, robotsradio.net. For my stuff, all the different lore casts I do, uh, including the Lord of the Rings lore cast, episode five came out this week. We're talking about the coming of the elves. And um, man, we're already five episodes in, so this is moving fast. And uh, see, so we've got all the other shows on the network over at robotsradio.net. Lots of different things you can listen to. So if you're looking for more po- podcasts, go over there. Check out the big list. Lots of cool stuff. And then we've also, uh, you know, got streams and stuff different nights of the week for my shows or games that are going on at robots radio on twitch and youtube and facebook all those channels and the community you over know, on the discord so if you want to i was join us i was there. thinking that there was like nothing of note i i guess we didn't talk about it the last time we recorded the show uh tales of tamriel is now part of robots radio that's noteworthy what that wasn't announced last time i called I it i'm thinking of like this yeah. coming weekend it was like it'll just be a standard show we're just going to do the stuff with the news and the touch it's like <laughs> but yeah i guess we never actually announced on this show that we joined robots radio so i i have a question about that uh-huh. yeah was there any change that actually had to happen or because uesp was already part of it was it just like okay well we are too now because we're we are uesp now. so it's funny you uh, say that we basically dismantled the website dungeon crawler network which was where we did all our hosting over there and streamlined everything with tom's help into just like well we're just gonna move all this here because i'm on both things anyways Mm -hmm. and then like you said uesp is now us at tales of tamriel because now we're at the unofficial elder scrolls pages by you know okay like awesome thank you congratulations and it's like yeah thank you Mm -hmm. and uh yeah it just kind of made sense because it was like two shows are already here one of the shows left i'm on both networks and why are we running two networks like it's just easier (laughs) to put and it's like tom's been on our show four times at this point like and it's just it made way more sense it's to just two unify. stones, one bird. And... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So just, it's exciting to be here because now everything is much more easily found by everybody. Yeah. So big news, lots of fun stuff coming and they're on the network now. So lots of, uh, 
other crossover opportunities and all sorts of other stuff. So, um, but stay tuned for more future notifications for things that we'll be doing together. So Ta-da. that's what we got going on. But thanks for tuning in, every, in, everybody. We'll be back next week with another Daedric Prince episode. And until then, stay safe out there in Tamriel. And, you know, if you get an opportunity to mantle a Daedric Prince, I guess take it. Maybe. But uh, or not or not. We'd love to hear. <laughs> we'd love to hear your thoughts on mantling Daedric Princess. Let us yeah. know over on the Robots Radio Discord and we'll see you next time. Stay safe out there. See you later. Bye, everybody. Bye. See you later. Thanks for listening to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. If you have something you'd like to contribute to the show, please reach out to us at Lorecast at gmail.com or on Twitter at ESO Lorecast. I really appreciate you listening, and I'd love to hear from you soon. You've been listening to the Robots Radio Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Hello, gentle listener. Every Friday, be sure to tune in. What the hell are you doing, Ampersand? (laughs) Hi, Charlie. I'm sorry I broke in. I thought I was the only one to talk to myself. Well, I'm letting everyone know about the Fumbling Four and the Almighty Crit. It's a 5e live play podcast. Join us every week. Where do we find it, yo, crusty coot? Uh, Anywhere you can get all your podcasts. Woohoo! You'll find it every Friday, you stupid cat! <laughs>